This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast where we talk about your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today on Health Dose, we're talking about issues of loneliness and social isolation. It's a public health issue that affects a surprising segment of the population. We're joined by Kathy Dollard, Director of Behavioral Health at MidMichigan Health. Kathy works to raise awareness of the negative effects of loneliness and ways to overcome them. We asked Kathy, what are some of the negative impacts that being lonely can have on a person? Human beings are by nature social creatures, and loneliness has been linked to a lot of different physical health and mental health issues. I think a lot of people think about loneliness and connect it with things like depression or maybe even social anxiety, but most people don't really make the connection between loneliness and physical health conditions, but there's a lot of research that shows that heart disease and autoimmune problems, immune weakness, Alzheimer's, other things like high blood pressure can even be made worse by people's loneliness. And it's just connected with a lot of bad events in people's lives. Is it fair to say that loneliness doesn't maybe cause these physical problems, but it can make these physical problems that already exist worse? It looks like it's a bit of both, to be honest. Hmm. Um, When you look at the research, they're showing things like cortisol levels being elevated, causing problems with people's hearts. And there's a lot of research that shows that conditions can be made worse, but also that there's some causal effects of mm-hmm. loneliness on things that I would have never known prior to looking at this research. And you mentioned cortisol, that's the mm-hmm. stress hormone? Yes. Am I getting that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it sort of creates a downward spiral where you're not feeling well, so you spend less time with people, you're spending less time with people, so you're not feeling as well, and it just cascades, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely can happen. So I kind of look at loneliness in a couple of different buckets. People can be situationally lonely. Somebody's spouse passes away and they are looking to regain some social support that they lost or somebody loses their job or they retire. And all of those work people that they had in their lives are gone. Mm -hmm. And so for some period of time, they might feel lonely, but they still have within them resources to go out and regain activities and production, be feel productive and have friends. But there are people who become chronically lonely. And what happens with them sometimes is that they fall into a depression or their thinking is changed in that they don't believe that people value them any longer or they see the world as being sort of a unwelcome place and their thinking can be become a little unhelpful Mm -hmm. and it's hard to get out of that also some people have some anxiety that starts and they feel comfortable at home and they don't feel so comfortable around people or going out or trying new things and so it's really an avoidance in some instances where they know they feel bad at home because they're lonely and they know that it's good to have social connection But when they think about going out or they start making efforts to go out, their anxiety raises. And so to lower their anxiety, they make a decision, well, I'll just stay home and stay on the couch. Mm -hmm. And 
that maintains that anxiety and it maintains that loneliness, but it's hard to get out of sometimes. Do you see a difference between loneliness and social isolation? Yes. And what are the two? Yeah, sometimes people are socially isolated and they decide that they don't wanna be around people or circumstances are such that they're not around as many people, but sometimes people are fine with that. There are people, introverted people, or people who really value being alone in their mindset, it's just fine. And so they might be isolated, but they're not necessarily lonely because it's something of their choosing. So not everyone wants to be out and about and productive and working. Some people are really great being at home, gardening, or doing whatever they wanna do. And loneliness is really a subjective feeling. Somebody can be lonely in a crowd. Somebody can feel lonely within their own family. And so it's really just the way that they think, and it's a feeling of feeling apart. It's two different things. Sometimes they are intersecting for sure, but loneliness has to do with the way that you look at it and the subjective feeling of being alone. So maybe social isolation could be a choice, but loneliness certainly is not. No. Is there one age group or one socio group that experiences social isolation or loneliness more severely or more commonly than others? Yeah, there is. So more commonly as people age, there's some isolation that comes with losing your social cohort. And so sometimes I know for my own parents, they're losing friends and their friends are either moving to a warmer place or passing away. And that can lead to a lot of loneliness. Mm -hmm. People who are farther away from their family, that can lead to loneliness as well. There was actually a survey of around 20,000 people that Cigna did maybe a year or two ago. And it was interesting. They found both ends having issues. So some of the loneliest people that they found in that survey were people 18 to 24 years old. Really? Yes. And it was surprising. I'm not sure that we know exactly why that is, but most people are guessing that people are not as connected due to social media and spending more time on screens than with people. I think that is important to really concentrate on helping people who are older and socially isolated and most people kind of think when you think about someone lonely oftentimes you do think of your neighbor who doesn't get visitors or somebody who's been in assistive living or something like that but we also do need to look after our younger people and help them out too i guess the two takeaways i would get from that information would be loneliness is not only something that happens to older people right and secondly the social media is not a place to hang out well, I mean, there isn't a substitute. It's not a substitute. So for some people, they find, oh, they can get some connection because maybe they can find like people and find some support that way. But overall, human beings need to be with other human beings face to face. And so we need to be careful that people are not becoming so isolated and then feeling lonely or left out because you can see what other people are doing and you have that sort of I'm not a part of that feeling, and I feel like we need to pay attention to both ages, Mm -hmm. but you can be lonely at any age, to be honest. Right. 
Are there efforts in the community to help raise awareness of social isolation and loneliness? Mm -hmm. There's some efforts underway right now. Mid-Michigan Health, myself and my partner, Stephanie Leibfritz, we took a positive psychology class together along with other Midland leaders, and we learned about loneliness as an issue. And we decided that's something that we really wanted to tackle. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote a grant to the Michigan Health Endowment Fund to tackle loneliness in the older population. And it's called Bridge to Belonging. And it's a program that we've started in partnership with Senior Services of Midland County and 211 of Northeast Michigan. And so basically what we're doing is we added loneliness to questionnaires that look at social determinants of health so that when people are coming into their physician, we're asking about this because so often people aren't asking the question. And so once we've identified that, we can triage that person if they're situationally lonely or if they're chronically lonely. There are different targeted interventions for those, and we will be helping them in their doctor's office if that is needed, and then also giving them a referral to senior services or using 211 to connect them with a variety of different resources that 211 might have. And so we have therapists in our doctor's offices and case managers there or care managers that can help connect people with activities that they might want to do, and also senior services has a variety of people who can also help make those connections. Because for some people, it's just a matter of saying, what's your interest and making a warm connection to people who have like interests. But for people who are chronically lonely, they might need to have some changes in the way that they look at Mm -hmm. things or think about things. And so we want to provide all of those. So what's the ultimate goal of this kind of a program? Really, the ultimate goal is to end loneliness in our area. There are other things that I think any citizen can do. One of the things that some of us did last year was to have a picnic with our neighbors. There's like a National Neighboring Day in September, and we got people together. Some neighbors and myself went and just did a little flyer and invited everyone. I think that's a great idea. I think people could notice, and I think sometimes you don't notice, that you might have a neighbor who doesn't have a lot of visitors, maybe uh, an older neighbor, and it would be nice if you could stop by, say hello, offer, if you're going to the grocery store, is there anything I can pick up for you? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a variety of things that people could do if they're interested in helping with this. And really just remembering to reach out to your own family members. That's MidMichigan Health's Director of Behavioral Health, Kathy Dollard. If you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a doctor, you can go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. To learn more about all of MidMichigan's behavioral health service offerings, go to midmichigan.org slash mental health. Thanks for listening. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.